What is going on, Haitian Army? And welcome to a midweek assault on your synapses with the Menendez brothers. Tyler, how are you doing this week, dude? You just, right before the show started, burped directly into my ear. So not great, Ryan. Uh, much like how art imitates life, imitates art, I've been doing that. That's something that you and I have never done, chronicled a bunch on the show. We don't share bodily functions. And but, let me just say now that uh -huh. as we've aged uh -huh. and become older and, and like you know, fine wine. adults, I'm so happy that you've decided to include this into your repertoire, as it were. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is part of the accoutrement that make me who I am. Speaking of what has made me who I am, as you could tell by the pregame, I'm fired up today. I'm in some, I haven't drank the last two nights in a row, which gives me superhuman powers. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. When my body's like, wait a minute, we have one working kidney. I have all this energy and I, I, I just get whacked Tyler. But here's the thing. Whacked This week you and i are going to be talking about something that shaped both of us as human men whackified and what that is and, and it's kind of a weird one you and i as a, the title implies of this episode are going to be talking about in a in a general sense there is no real payoff to this story mm -hmm. if you find a payoff in the story you're a sicko about the divorce in our family the yeah. time the dad left tyler how do you feel about this we're wacky <laughs> not the appropriate lead-in yeah i'm not uh, good at this i am how do i feel about it i mean it caused me great trauma in my life why but, haven't you ever mentioned but, it before <laughs> but i will also say that it's it's a rule that i live by that i am who i am because of the things that i went through and so i'm thankful for it all uh, simultaneously i feel very much and i'm going to slow down here i'm going to get into the vibe of what we're looking for I feel very much like we put that warning at the beginning of the cheating episodes. I'm putting the warning here in what that is a little bit different than the one that I'm referencing. This is something deeply personal. And this is something that affected us much like I'm guessing made up stat 75% of you listening to me out there have been affected by this in some way. And that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to talk about things that have made us who we are, mistakes that we've made, uh, ditches that we've gone off into. And I think that there's something interesting here. And I think that there is a little bit of soul searching. And if you guys are listening to this right now, I mean, you're, you know, some sort of masochist. So really, you should probably call your therapist. Shut this off and go do that right now. Yeah, yeah. Or you should have done that like yesterday. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is our shitty origin story. That's exactly right. So... Don't jump until we're done. So are you ready to get into this, Tyler? Yes. <laughs> Please don't jump, period. Do you, do you, Unless you're on a diving board. Do you picture somebody holding like a like a Walkman listening to our show? Just like, all right, I'll, I'll hang out for 20 minutes. Oh, see, I see him screaming down at the police. Like, if you send anybody up, I will end this episode and jump right now. I'll make you listen to this. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's begin at the beginning, Tyler. Describe... What you remember of our childhood before before any of the craziness happened in the marriage of our parents? Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think of when you think of our childhood? Our alleged parents. No. What, what are you I, insinuating? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was, yeah, we the thing is, is our father, both our father and our mother, they both grew up in these uh environments where they were loved, but they didn't really have a lot. 
You know, they didn't grow up in rich families. They weren't provided for the way they could have because of their own different stories. So as we were growing up as kids, they wanted to give us everything they never got. Which I think is a cycle that you can see in a lot of families. Isn't that true? It's almost, Absolutely. It's almost a human thing. Not saying that every human is going to react a certain way to a, to a tough upbringing or a, uh, a, a, an upbringing without a lot of money, but you do see that, that kind of cyclical effect of somebody grows up without much. So then they spoil their kids, then their kids are spoiled and they don't want to perpetuate those same things on their kids. So they're a little bit more, um, a little stricter. Thank you. That's yeah. the word. They're a little bit stricter. And then those kids who with strict parents then don't want their kids. You know what I mean? It just yep. keeps going in a cycle. So please continue. But I think I think over time it is it's evening itself out. And this is obviously a process that takes a really long time. But we have never, at the very least in this country, ever spoken about mental health or anything like it uh, the way we are now, ever. It's well, becoming more available and more open to everybody. Sure. Now, isn't that just evolution, not just of human beings, but of societies? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're able to evolve because we're figuring these emotions out. Sure. We're figuring ourselves out. I believe that isn't that what growth is, is, is having time to understand what's going on inside of us instead of just man up, stop crying, rub some dirt on it. I think that is evolution is looking inside of ourselves instead of just at other people. I yep. digress. Mm. So as do I, our parents who loved us very much still do last I've heard. Uh, I was going to say, what have you heard? <laughs> Dad, I'm so sorry. Uh, so they did give us everything that they didn't have. It was too much. How do you think that that represented it itself in us before the divorce? Mm hmm. Um, entitlement. Sure. Shitload of entitlement. Lots of anger when we didn't get our way hmm. because we were so used to getting our way. Sure. Yeah. You, you get everything you want from your parents. Very rarely are you told no. Then you go out into the world and it gives you double middle fingers in your face yeah. as it is wont to do so often. Sure. And your brain just doesn't know how to handle it. Suffering, baby. Big part of life. Uh, it's just, <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's really tough because as a parent, I can speak to you to the idea that it's so hard. Like you want to do a good job for your kid, no matter what you're doing for your kid right now. And I'm talking to you sitting there in your, you know, in your car, picking your nose, thinking people can't, you know, see you swerving across the road. You drive, you making dinner for your family, whatever it is that you're doing, trying to be a good parent right now, you're giving your kid a fetish. Yeah. They, they're either oh, like in hairy yeah. armpits or they want to suck a toe. Uh, they, you, whatever you're doing. You had those two options locked and loaded. What the shit? Dude? I'm talking about my particular experience okay. as a parent. Good for okay? you. Good for you, buddy. I'm just saying that everything you're doing, you're creating a fetish in your kid. Just remember that <laughs> as you make decisions in your life. Okay. So that's accurate, but I don't think those two words should be said in the same sentence. That's the problem with society. We can't discuss the real problems because <laughs> everybody's afraid of being canceled. You're screwing your kids up sexually while not molesting them. I'm assuming if you are, please shut this off. That's like saying, don't ever put your kid on the ground because they might develop a foot fetish. Tyler, what is the most common fetish? Foot fetish. You did that to your kids. Yeah. You did that. <laughs> They're biting a big toenail right now that's thicker than steel because of you constantly putting them on the floor. Put an iPad in that kid's hand. <laughs> Jeez, save them. So Ryan solving society's <laughs> problems one step at a time. Satire? <laughs> so 
here's the thing. So yes, we grew up spoiled. We grew up not accustomed to getting our own way. I would say a characteristic of growing up in the eighties and the nineties. Am I crazy about that? Yeah, absolutely. Post, I say this phrase often post-world war ii economy man you were we were flowing as a society in the dough fuck that i was post-ronald reagan economy <laughs> that's dude. true that's trickle true. up baby true. <laughs> let's let's save some money on some mental health and uh you know hey all you crazy people you're now homeless we're taking this case hey let's uh let's solve one uh, universal right. issue right. at a time you're right next week ronald reagan we're coming for your ass <laughs> so we were spoiled in a lot of ways, and I think another layer to put on top of this, that when when I say to other people, hey, you know, my family went through a divorce and it was really hard, it really shook us to our core, and the other people say, I went through a divorce too. Like, hey, we've all been through divorces. If I know somebody whose parents are still together, I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> what is? What have they done to have, you? Have they been bitten by a radioactive spider? How is this true? Well, I wonder. I am. I admit. I immediately wonder. Are they happy? I don't. I don't sure. really ask that. It's not my place. Sure. But but I think a lot of people, especially the much older generations, they their their um culture was very much stay together no matter what. Right. You don't divorce. You don't. Sure. Whatever. And that always works out well. Oh yeah. So, but here is the thing: in that element of what we're talking about. Our parents never fought, at yeah. the very least, in front of us. Not only did they never fight, not only were they so lovey-dovey, not only were they a united front for us, they told us specifically, this family is perfect. Yeah. We've got the perfect family, and our behavior was that of a perfect family. Mm -hmm. I believed, because of my narcissism and delusions, that I was in some sort of a sitcom of the perfect family. Absolutely. Yeah, it was almost like playing a role. Now, oh, absolutely. And and I believe that that lends itself to some of our psychological issues moving forward. Yeah, like I think I I think all the Menendez brothers suffer from uh, to some degree imposter syndrome where it's almost like Not me, I'm good. <laughs> You know what? You do sound like a person who's got it all figured I, out. I am exactly what I'm presenting <laughs> myself to be, Tyler. I have documentation to prove it. What is imposter syndrome? Uh, player on the Miami Heat, the basketball team down here, Duncan Robinson, Weak. just spoke to this recently. Weak. Where you don't believe that you deserve yeah. the good things that are happening you think, to you. You think you're about to be figured out. That's exactly what I was going to say so rudely. Every time that you do something, you think that you're going to be discovered. I have dealt with so much of that in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. My personality has been based around, I don't know if you guys who listen to the show have ever noticed, smoke, mirrors, fireworks, watch out over here because That's I don't- That's just who you are, Ryan. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm a much more timid version of that. Stop looking at me. So, all of these things are true. Now, unbeknownst to us, behind the scenes, my father, when, when our- when they got married, my father was in the radiator business. He had come over here from Cuba, like we had discussed, mm -hmm. and he was in the radiator business, not making a bunch of money, but my mom was always great at saving, and they were making it work. They were, we were a young family, enjoyed being with each other, had a great vibe, and all of these things happened. Then, and I don't want to just specifically put it on this one thing. I'm sure it was a confluence of events, but then at one time, my father got a better job. My father... You know, I mean, a much better job. In his early 40s, yeah. you know, because he's white, got shot at a better life. He was light brown, which ah, was good enough. So light. Good enough. He, he changed his name from Orlando to Mike. He was good. <laughs> that's, okay, That's true. So here's the deal. So 
he then started making not just better money, but much better money. Oh, and yeah. all of these things, as you've heard in every, you know, one of these fables of modern America, yeah. these things that happen where sometimes, and I'm not speaking directly about him, I'm just talking about the general idea, where sometimes men or women get promoted somewhere in life that their character can't follow. Mm -hmm. Now, I, again, I'm not speaking directly about him. And the last thing in the world that I want this to come off as is a shot against my dad, as a shot against my mom, as anything other than us just kind of going through some of the pieces that I think a lot of people who are listening to this can follow along with. What's your take on that? It's just, I think the perfect word for it is understanding. Understanding we're not trying people to, are imperfect. Yep, we're not trying to judge, just understand. Exactly. So right. we can judge better. And and I have discussed it with him on separate occasions, and he has echoed some of this stuff to me. It's sure. not just my opinion. So all of these things are going on behind the 14-year-old Ryan Menendez's, you know, uh, awareness, uh, behind the 8-year-old Tyler's awareness. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Is that, do I have the right time uh, period? Nine years old, yes. Nine-year-old. A very tough time period for any of these things to be happening. I mean, it's tough. You could be an adult and have your parents go through some of this stuff and it really rock you. Sure. You were human goo at that point. Ill-equipped, right? Ill-equipped. <laughs> Ill-equipped. I'm glad that we got that all taken care of. I was ill-equipped. I got you that tiki torch I, and a sword and you look like you're ready for anything. I was still at the age kind of where I would get angry at my parents if they didn't cut the hole out of the donut for me. I did not understand the way the world worked. I was- I'm still working on what you just said. <laughs> I was Give me a minute. I, irrational, Ryan. Oh, I was yeah, irrational. Just say that, Because okay? I was nine. I don't have a protractor. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know what, I always thought uh, growing up, and I, I'm sure I've said this to you at some point, at my age, at 14, it was just such a pivotal time. I'm, I, 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 you know, I had my first pube, and then I peed out of it. Uh, what? It's a small dick joke. And ah. it, 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 was such a, it was such a pivotal time for me, and I thought, <clears throat> maybe we'll cut that, because it doesn't go with the flow of where I am. Uh, uh, we'll have to listen back <laughs> and find out, because it might. <laughs> It really did not lend to my <laughs> imposter syndrome. I, I I thought because of the age that I was, like, man, this is the worst time that I could be going through this. This has really rocked me deeply. And upon reflection as an actual adult, as an actual parent, you are in such a worse place because even at 14 years old, I could take off. I could leave. You guys, hey, bleep off. Yeah. I'm going to go live with a stripper. Yeah. And uh, you were- And a, you did. And I did. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe more- to come on that <laughs> in a future mini sesh. So you. I was in it. You were a pawn. I was in, in it. In the chess game of life. Yeah. Uh, or, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. You were one of those little golf tee pegs in the game of life, Tyler. Oh, I was the boot on a Monopoly board. I did not pass go. I went straight to jail. And I was the piece that nobody wanted to play with. I feel like we've exacerbated this board game <laughs> metaphor. So, so the, nah, it was, yes, you're right. You I were, was, you were in bad shape. I was in bad shape because when you are without getting into the kookiness of it, when you're in the, in the presence, let's just call it the presence in the area, the surrounding area of that kind of situation. Insanity. It's very toxic, very insane. It's just the world doesn't make sense, you know, even for an adult mm -hmm. to be near that. But for a nine-year-old, yeah, it was pretty nutty. Now, what's interesting is the dichotomy in the way that the three of us Handled it. Don't don't forget that there is an eldest Mikey Menendez, mm -hmm. uh, Tyler, who was the baby, and me, who is very much the middle child. In also every the way baby, possible. but the middle one. No, I'm not. <laughs> so I sided with mom. You 
sided with dad. I mean, just, I don't want to say sided with dad, but, you know, ultimately, it's kind of the way these things out played out. Sure. Mikey, uh, you know. Sided with himself. Sided with Mikey <laughs> and just became a nomad. Well, yeah, that's what it was, is it wasn't even siding with anybody. He just kind of fell into himself. Sure. You know? Sure, and all the things that accompany that. I mean, yeah. So... It was it was interesting, and I dealt with it with just pure rage. I, I was so angry. I, uh, I what what happened was our father had met up with somebody else, and as things happen a lot, I'm sure all over the world, but down here in Miami in particular, there are there's a lot of that happening. You know, older man meets younger woman, and things get something crazy that at both home. you and I are guilty of cheating. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and and, and I yeah. don't mean to make it so gender specific. It's not just men doing it to women. It's not just women doing it to men. Oh, I didn't mean it gender wise. No, no, I know, but yeah. I'm I'm trying to be totally inclusive sure. because I made it out as dad doing it to mom and everybody, etc. That was just our specific S- situation. Situation. And and I would guess, if I may, venture into a dangerous place that it probably is more likely, just biologically speaking, for Absolutely. men to do it to women. But it happens in all shapes and forms. For sure. So it went down in a terrible way. I will give, since this is a mini session, we tell somewhat stories. I will tell somewhat of a harrowing story, something that I'll remember forever of how I found out. And and I hope I'm not being too vulnerable here because I'm, hey, there is no pity me. There is no, oh, sad Ryan in some way, not in some ways. I will directly say this. I am glad that this happened. I'm sorry for the pain that it caused my dad. I'm sorry for the pain that it caused my mom. I'm sorry for the pain that it caused you, mm. me, Mikey, everybody directly and indirectly involved i'm glad that this happened me too i grew so it tore me apart and that's when i started putting myself back together to some degree mm-hmm. i am scared of who i would have become I, I definitely would not be sitting here on this microphone sharing my experiences with you right now if this had never happened and i don't even say this is a joke i'd probably be dead i think that you might be right we were spoiled little bastards uh more so than we are now so i came home one night with Michael. Michael, uh, he and I used to hang out all the time. He had his driver's license. I didn't. So I'm hanging out with Mikey Menendez at this point, and we both come home from God knows where. I'm sure some sort of ska show. So mm. we come home, and when we get there, and again, this is very personal, but it is a true story. Our mother is crying, okay? Uh. And, and, and and not crying i mean just like sobbing as i mean just a something i have never seen before like bawling yes true deep deep sadness i can feel it in my chest right now Mm. as we're talking about it like Mm. i am my my body is reliving that experience in a very mild way and it was just i mean we thought somebody had died she couldn't communicate with us verbally Mm. and um that that is that perfect world crashing down literally literally well, well we didn't realize that a bomb was about to be decimated in front of us so yeah. we and not to give this too much gravitas of course it was big for us but again we have all lived through some form of this weird way weird time to put this disclaimer in here but i hope when you guys listen to not just these mini sessions but just anything those guys you hate related that it's not just too narcissists on the road to recovery it hopefully you guys can see yourselves in these stories that tyler and i tell that not everybody is willing to put their name on maybe you've been through this you've probably been through this maybe not with your parents but in in some way we've all been through these moments and it helps to talk about them so i asked my mom what 
what is it? Like, you know, you know, it's Timmy stuck in a well. What's the problem? Yeah, I'll, I'll kill him if he did anything she, to you. And she says, he's gone. I mean, just let's, uh, I, I can feel it in my chest. I, I, it, it hurts me as we mm. speak about it. He's gone. Mm. He's gone. And, and we're like, what? Who, you know, who's gone? And he's gone. Your dad is gone. And, 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 and just kept saying that over and over and over. Oh, man. Mm. And so the way, do you remember I told that story about when we got into a car accident and I couldn't handle it? So I, got out of the car and I ran. Maybe I'll tell that story on a mini session. That's a good one. Makes me look like a total bitch. Mm -hmm. My brother and I both ran out the, we had just come in the door. We ran out the front door. We lived in uh, a neighborhood that was a circle. Yeah. He ran to the left. I ran to the right. And we just ran, like they do in the movies, Mm -hmm. where something terrible happens and you go running into the woods blindly. Thank God we didn't live in the boondocks. Mm -hmm. We just went running blindly. I. It was a, Fight or flight, fight or flight correct. situation, and we flo- floated. There was no fight to be had. No, nah. you couldn't. If you, if you oh, would, that was coming. If I was gonna say, if you would have found the fight, there's no, no, um, uh, no doubt in my mind, you would have chosen that. But you had to get that energy out somehow. I found it later. Yeah. Believe me. And yeah. so, so I, I honestly don't even know where this is going, and that's okay. I, I, I that for me was. And again, I think what makes it different than everybody else's divorce experience that I have spoken to, I'm sure there are people with worse scenarios. I'm sure there are people who, you know, you can't quantify how something affects you. Well, look, so we don't have to keep putting these disclaimers on here of, of, of how bad ours was, but yours might be worse and all this stuff. Listen, everybody's worst is their worst. You cannot compare situations between people. So we tell the story of, through the prism of our worst. Thank you. So you can also relate it to your worst, but our situations you are cannot compare. Our worst is better than your worst. So stop pretending. Okay, so, so you can compare so, a little bit. So <laughs> and you're looking pretty sad. <laughs> and I'm not sure where to to take this. I mean, for me, that's the story of that time that dad left. Uh well, I think the steps that we went through on our road to recovery and where we are now, I think is a good let's uh, go. something to point let's out. Let's go. Because it's beautiful. As we've alluded to many times before, you and I were big into the drugs, Ryan. Yep. Not not together, but this is the the yeah, re- sometimes together. The, sometimes together, but the resource that we use to stay alive. Sure. I and I believe it's not just drugs. I think there are so many things that people go off into a ditch. Trying to avoid what's actually, and we talk about it. I'm saying that that was our safety I mean, safety hatch. Sure, drugs, women, video games, uh, dr- alcohol, drinking, which is also a drug. Last I checked, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways that that manifested itself in our life, and I think that I paid some of that forward with my own son and being unavailable for him at certain times in his life where the abused becomes the abuser kind of a thing where you, you know, perpetuate out what has happened to you. There's been a lot of different examples of how that's affected me. And there's a lot of those things that I believe began my healing that began the roots of this show. And again, I hope that this show is basically where you and I are showing our journey of rediscovering and healing and putting a little, you know, self-deprecating face on it. We explain what the show is a lot. Sure. So I'm <laughs> we, just we really explain what well, the show is all about. You know, and, and you know what the thing is, is that I, it's just such it, it can be such an egotistical trip that we go on. Sometimes I do feel defensive about it, but I do appreciate you calling me out seriously because you're right. I do that a lot. 
So where do you find yourself now with all of this, Tyler? Well, my addiction now, and it's lessened so much over the last few weeks. Divorcing people. Uh, d- yeah. Tyler just yeah. gets married, and then he's gone in the morning. Absolutely. I'm Dear going John. for the, what they call the Platinum 42, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> now, my addiction still food. I still deal with, it's no longer apathy, but I still deal with a lack of, of willpower, lack of, of drive, discipline, still, sure. discipline, but my addiction used to be ecstasy and cocaine and, and alcohol. What? Yeah. You loser. I know. And, and oh, you got some now, now it's, it's, uh, you know, a McDonald's. Sure. So it's a hell of an achievement that I've made it this far. It's either white lines or golden arches for you, Tyler, and I can appreciate that. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> it popped in my head, and I'm like, I'm going to use that. Uh, and you know what? I guess for me is, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking this out here on air. I, I, You know where I would say that it has, I was going to say contributed, but I'm sure that's not the right word. My desire for control, my, that fear and that trauma has now left me in a place of, I don't ever want for anything to be out of my control. I don't ever want to be hurt again. I am going to force my will upon this circumstance. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. That that sounds doable. Yeah. Should I try that out? I've, I have (laughs) been working on it for the last 15 years and it is hard, Tyler. It is a lot of work. And, and, and that's something that we're, you guys are listening to right before your ear holes. It is happening right now to us. We are not at the end of it, but in the middle of it. And we're happy that the Haitian army is there backing us up. For sure. I think especially when we speak to addictions, which is a, I used to say all the time, addiction is a disease. You hear that a lot. Addiction is a disease. It's not a disease. It is nowhere near a disease. Addic- Liberal media, string him up. It is not something you can catch. It's not infectious. Addiction is a mechanism in our body that when things are so bad, because you don't see people who are in touch with themselves and in touch with God becoming addicts very often, but it's people at the, at the bottom of the barrel, the people who have nothing, who have, who have lost so much and they don't know what to do with these repressed emotions. Those are usually the people like who I was when I got into drugs Usually it's not people who are happy with their lives that are getting into drug addiction. Absolutely. Well, because it is a way to switch to a different reality. And were you saying that brought this up and I'm just going to spit it out really quickly because we're going on here a bit. My biggest addiction was women. And that also factors in with that control because I was searching for that connection that I felt like I lost. And boy, did that turn into, I was just doing drugs to get the woman thing It was all roads lead to Ryan, as it were. And the thing is, is it's so easy to fall into perfectionism with these things. It's like, if I'm doing this at all, that's it. I lose. I'm, I'm done. When no, it's, it's like I just said, my addictions have gradually gotten better over time. And one day I hope my addiction to be, you know, something ridiculous and something that doesn't make sense, like yoga or meditation. I'm trying it in. It is bullshit, Tyler. <laughs> Much like divorce. So, full circle, thank you guys for coming on this uh, painful journey with us. I mean, I, I don't know that I felt, well, maybe when I was telling that story, I felt it deep in, inside, but... Well, my butt puckered a little bit, I will say that. it. Was, I, my body got a little tight as yeah. we were telling the story. And that's okay. I do believe, and here is my, my full kookery here on the end of it, which I think speaks to what you were just discussing. Being willing to go through those feelings. I know they're not going to hurt me. I know that 
that is part of who I am. And that's okay. My life is no longer devoted to avoiding suffering. Mm -hmm. Life is pain. Yep. And life is also beauty. And I'm willing to experience both of those things. Well, and that's the whole thing is the very low of the lows. Let us appreciate the very high of the highs. It's just, we have forgotten how to process those low of lows and we hold on to them. Sure. And we, then we just can't appreciate anything. Well, this has just been so serious. You and I are just, I mean, this is a recorded cry for help, much like our last session. All of them. That's really all of them. Sure. I was going to say, do you mean the last 107? Should I just, get, can I explain what the show's about really quickly before we sign off? Yeah, yeah, sign us <laughs> off just in case the listeners have no idea. All right, so I just want to soften it up a little bit here. So Tyler, that's a that's a great job out of you. The idiot music makes everything better, doesn't yeah, it? It is. It's so goofy and just ridiculous. Thank you. So Tyler, great job out of you. I appreciate you letting us delve deep into your, you know, subscaras. And uh, I hope that this helps somebody out. What do you think? <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think I think especially uh, it's like ending a meal with a uh, with a with one of those savory drinks. Sure. This is really putting a nice fine coating around this whole mini sesh. Sure. And is really letting people wander off into the sunset uh, with these good vibes. We are those guys you hate. Be kind. Or we'll kill you. All right, red circle. Ryan. I'm fiddling with my thingy. Yeah, I really wish you'd stop doing it. I can't. I can't, and these palms are so hairy. What's up, buddy? Knees weak, arms are heavy. Ryan, yeah. the other day I drove, as you know, I like to go and get my coffee in the morning. The other day- Un cafecito. Actually, dos cafecitos. Don't you get two? No, why would I get two? Oh, I always, I always picture you walking in here with with two coffees. Why? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just get a large and call it a day. Grande. <laughs> anyway, like Ariana. Now I drive over to get my my coffee, and on a pickup truck is spray painted. Go on, spray painted. That's how you know they mean business. Absolutely, S O S Cuba. Right now, Cuba is a big deal down here because of all the Cubans. And, and you know what that means? And Cuba's on that sauce, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll do better. Go on. After yes. the conversation we just had. Yeah, I mean, I, I forget <laughs> that. That person off air, I, I hate that guy, and I don't agree with anything that he believes in. Okay, okay so, so please so yes. explain to the people quickly what, or not quickly, uh, uh, succinctly, what the Cuban crisis is. Cuba is a communist country. It's being led by a regime and has been for 50-plus years. Our father was born there, more on him later, mm. and... Uh, it is really just, um, we're seeing it in a lot of, it's an oppressed people under an unjust government. A, a murderous government. A murderous government. Yep. They, they will throw you in jail if you have any sort of beliefs that do not go along with their personal gain. Yep. You don't and, know who your neighbors are, like in terms of politically, sure. you know? Uh, well, I think that sort of environment breeds that kind of contempt for one another because you're just living in fear at the psychological, sure. you know, terrible things to you. So you're just, you're in that mode to survive. Yeah, absolutely. 
So on the side of his pickup truck, he has SOS Cuba. Help Cuba, sure. Absolutely. Right next to that, go Canes. I think you're going to have to pick a message. It's either SOS Cuba or it's go local college sports team. Nah, see, this is where you're wrong. You can't do that. No, see, you've made a mistake and you kind of have this myopic view that I understand is just part of... Being an American, Tyler, no, he's one- not talking about the football team. <laughs> he's talking about the, the weather occurrence. Fuck you, Castro. Here comes a big old hurricane <laughs> to wipe you off the math, you bay a pig. Okay, but what about all the innocent Cuban people that are there? What Fuck about- them, Tyler. <laughs> Much like the Chinese people, they, they've hitched themselves to the wrong wagon. So instead of them <laughs> just getting the message wrong. I don't like what I'm doing. You've now turned them into a monster. No, they're saying, go, Kane. Go get them. Hurricane, so monster. wipe him off the map, monster. You're no, hoping- I, I, uh, you know, he's just a passionate people. The Cubans, they are a passionate people, and and yes, they want they they want freedom for their brethren. They want these people to be out of this oppression that has been going on. For it, it just it makes no sense that in this modern world that this could still be a thing. Yeah, the, the thing in China makes no sense in a in a human way where you're like, how could we be living in such an advanced civilization we're all up in wakanda y'all and the fact of the matter is is that there is a still a a a group of people that are very close to us not just in location but also in family yep that are still living in the 19 motherfucking 50s they just got blue jeans over there and boy did they look great north korea is looking over at cuba like you guys get blue jeans whoa is that a denim jacket (laughs) i will take off my pants and jacket see look i oscillate between the serious and but it's, it's not so North Korea prisoners of war. I had already like giggled about it. That sure. was enough. But sure. then you came in sure. with wood under their fingernails. Hilarious. With your thing. Yep. Yep. Light them on fire. Tyler. You're that- really, you're really showing your age in the idea that, that people are still putting wood chips under fingernails. I bet you. What they are they have, now? Microchips? I bet you they have devised even so far. So much worse tortures out there. Microchips under the. Oh, I heard you the first time. That's funny. That's funny. You can tell a joke is funny when you have to enforce it afterwards. That's funny. I'm not defensive. You're defensive. Go ahead, Ryan. What do you got? So, so what does this mean to you, Tyler? About the two messages on the car, like I think I think we need a hear ye, hear ye of some kind and saying pick. A message, and if I'm being dead serious, I think it does detract from the serious message a little bit when you have a go college football team right next to it. My question is, um, and this it, is just my opinion. I'm not trying to tell him what to do. You already have, <laughs> and we have it on tape. Now I'm oscillating back to serious. Gotcha. Has anybody ever been swayed by somebody holding up a sign for their political candidate? Has anybody's thought process ever been changed by a bumper sticker? If you don't believe in masks, is there something I could do to make you believe in masks at this point? I always get confused at the, here's my message put on a piece of cardboard. Changing the world, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe the same could be said about us talking on this podcast. Sure. I mean, the way that I see it is you have people are so divided right now that when somebody does hold up one of those signs or when somebody does make one of those messages, somebody on the other side sees it and goes even further the other way, which I think is kind of the point. Yeah, it just makes you more of a target now than, um, you know, a debater. Oh, it so. just keeps everybody. Are you going to make the joke? Do you want to make that you're a master uh, oh, no, debater? I, I also bake. I also am really good at putting worms on hooks while uh, fishing. Uh, 
Uh, I have a butler and my last name is Bates. Let's do the show. <laughs>